This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. And that all comes down to Bob Iger's desire to burn things down the moment it doesn't turn out exactly how he wants it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hold on. I got actual footage of him burning down the Galaxy's Edge. This is him. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't care that people were there, too. He thought, you guys failed, mate. <laughs> Yeah. This is actual footage of him burning down Galaxy's Edge because he wouldn't get the flamethrower. Real live footage of Bob Iger burning down Galaxy's Edge <laughs> because they didn't live up to his expectations. He did it to the Star Wars movies. He's a oh, Solo didn't make as much money. Burn it down! Burn it down! Burn it down! <laughs> what about our other standalone movies? Kathleen Kennedy. Burn her too! <laughs> Put her on a stake! Burn the witch! <laughs> Take two! Take two! My thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups and your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to kill and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. And hello to you, dear David. Hello! All right. I think everybody should join us in the Back to Water because today is reason to celebrate. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy has been wheeled out from under the bed. <laughs> from under the bed. And we have found out that she is, in fact, alive. No one has seen or heard from her in quite some time. And that all changed just this past Friday during D23 when she wowed us. Oh, no, she... she did not reveal her tatas. I don't know if people would have wanted to see that. I- I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, she's an attractive, very uh, successful woman. Plus, it's, it, it is good to finally see her again. Because yeah, well, she's been very incognito. MIA. MIA. Yeah. MIA and to see her on stage during D23 and show us that Star Wars is very much alive and and well or at least it's not on life support I know people have probably um, wondered if we're still Star Wars fans after the last two shows and I hope we're coming off the way I want to come off it's not that we're upset at Star Wars we just want more that's it (laughs) it has nothing to do with being unhappy with what we're getting it's that we weren't getting enough Oh, and today is the day that basically Kathleen Kennedy basically looked at Star Wars fans. Everywhere. You want it? 
Oh, I'll give it to you. I'm going to give it to you good. He's all, bend over, Michael. I heard you on Back to Tank the last couple shows. Yes, it's on my iPod. I listen to it regularly. I fucking hate you guys. I have a special lightsaber for you. Yeah, bend down. (laughs) So Kathleen is alive, but she didn't just wow us with her presence. She did have a lot of news to drop on us. Yes, she did. And man, is it great. And, you know, I I got to address the elephant in the room first, okay? The Mandalorian trailer was dropped on us as well, and it was amazing. That was awesome. And we're going to get into that. After our first break, we're going to get into the ins and outs of that trailer. We're going to break it down uh, scene by scene, see what we can glean from it. But I will say now, spoiler alert, Dave, on my feelings, it um, made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very excited, and I'm just glad that... All of this just hit us in the face uh, the last couple of weeks. You and I have, I don't want to use word, the word negative because we're never negative about Star Wars. It's that we weren't getting enough, David. Yes. And now it seems like we're getting a lot within the next six months. Uh, there has been announcements. Uh, the Mandalorian, obviously, in November. Star Wars Resistance next month. Yes. Rise of Skywalker in December. Then in February, we will have Clone Wars Season yep. 7. Finally announced. Rogue One will be coming out shortly after that. The Rogue One TV series, which we're going to get into all those details. And David, are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. It's no longer a rumor. We could finally say with certainty that we will be seeing Ewan McGregor again in Star Wars. We did it! Because they did announce that Obi-Wan will be returning. We did it! And then Kathleen Kennedy just basically said, is that enough for you? Yeah, she, she <laughs> mic dropped after. She's all, she and she just, she just dropped the mic. That's what she should have done. Just boom. <laughs> He's all you motherfuckers. <laughs> and listen, Dave, I know we are unhappy. And it's not because of Star Wars. It's because we're not getting enough. Exactly. And I understand that. I know people listening to us are saying, well, you guys are so negative and unhappy. And well, now today you guys are just, you know, you, you are um, flip floppers. It's, it's, it's about marketing. It's not Kathy Kennedy. It's marketing. David, it's not that we're <laughs> flip-floppers. It's just we want more Star Wars. We are entitled little brats. And I will openly admit it, Dave. I'll believe it. Hey, Daddy, I want a golden goose. Here we go again. That's us. <laughs> that is us. That's us. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. We grew up with Star Wars, and we feel like we own it. Exactly. We do All own right, it. All right, sweetheart. All right. Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. No. And we are Veruca. That's us. And the father is Kathleen Kennedy. She's all, listen, young children, I will give you what you want. No, I want one of those. Bunker, how much do you want for the golden goose? They're not for sale. And that's that's Bob Iger. Yeah, that's Bob Iger. (laughs) Kathleen Kennedy is the father trying to appease the fans. She's like, oh, you guys want uh, 50,000 TV shows and seven movies? Uh, Okay, hold on. Bob, can we do this? No. No. Well, come on. Name your price. Name your price. price. No, Kathleen. Get the fuck out of here. It's not for sale. Nothing's for sale. They'll they'll wait. She can't have one. Who says I can't? That's totally us. What? What are you talking about? You canceled all the standalone films. What? Man with a funny hat. I want one. I want one. I want them all. I want a golden goose. Gooses. 
geeses. Make Solo 2 happen, goddammit. Rebels. I resist to lay gold eggs for Easter. It will, sweetheart. Easter hunt. See, that is totally Kathleen Kennedy trying to talk to us, dude. No, you, you guys are going to get all that. I promise. We just got to rethink our strategy. Please calm down. <laughs> calm down. You're going to get everything you wanted, right, Bob? Isn't that right? Tell them. No. For today. Anything you say. By the way. What? I want a feast. You ate before you came to the factory. I want a bean feast. <laughs> One of those. That is totally us. <laughs> that is totally us. The last us. couple of weeks. Buns yes, and donuts is. and fruitcake with no nuts. So good you could go nuts. You're going to have all those things when you get home. No, now. I want a ball. I want a party. Pink macaroons and a million balloons. And performing baboons. And give it to me. <laughs> now. I want the world. That is us. Yeah. But you know what? I agree. But still, I want it now. Yeah. I just want it now. Just just give it to me. <laughs> All right. So Kathleen Kennedy has revealed that they are giving the Star Wars saga as we know it a rechristening of sorts, as they're calling it. They're reframing the Star Wars saga timeline as we know it. Yes. And they're giving each subsequent era, the prequel era, the rebellion era, and the resistance era, all its own official title. Which is really interesting. The Age of Republic, Dave, will encompass the obvious, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. Then we have the Age of Rebellion. Encompassing Star Wars Rebels, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Rogue One, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And I can only assume that the Obi-Wan TV series will also be squeezed in there. As will like Rogue One. Right. Yes, the Rogue One TV series as well. Then we have Age of Resistance, which is encompassing Star Wars Resistance, The Mandalorian, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Now, Dave, this is cool. I'm I'm actually pretty stoked about this, but it also brings me a little bit of sadness because I feel like with this reframing of the Star Wars saga and giving it a chapter feel, chapter one being Age of Republic, chapter two being the Age of Rebellion, and chapter three being the Age of Resistance, it feels like they're finding a neat little tidy way to wrap up and frame what is going to be called the Skywalker storylines, the Skywalker saga. Cause even the shows like solo or resistance or even the Mandalorian, they're all taking place within the political landscape that the Skywalker saga brought on. Yes. All everything stemmed from Skywalker and that's, we're dealing moving forward. Everything stemmed from Palpatine and Anakin and everything we're dealing with moving into that is the ramifications. So it feels like they're trying to do this because we're moving forward. As they have been saying for at least a year and a half, two years now that at the once rise of Skywalker is over, we are moving on. Yes. And this will be a nice way to frame that saga. And then we'll have different chapters that will encompass the larger story. We're no longer just going to be dealing with the Skywalker era any longer. And it really makes sense now because 
I think what they were trying to work on when this announcement was made at the very beginning of the panel of D23, they wanted to give the Age of Resistance more body to it. Mm-hmm. Because when you compare it to the Age of Republic and Age of Rebellion, there's not much on the Age of Resistance side. So actually adding on to Star Wars Resistance and The Mandalorian, right. now you got something that's going to frame everything yeah. together nicely. And, right. And I'm not saying, Dave, we're not going to get uh, books and comic books more, more comic books. Jesus. I'm not saying we're not going to get more comic books or books or maybe even TV shows, maybe even a movie that you can throw in there easily. But for the most part, this is it. This yeah. is this is the this is the framework, and we're not going to go out of that unless it's the start of something else. Unless it's the start of something new, right? Now, also, Kathleen Kennedy, as I had mentioned, did in fact let everyone know that Clone Wars, the seventh and final season, will be arriving on Disney Plus in February 2020. Uh, she, we were waiting for that release date. We had not heard any. Dates, I know originally they had said fall of 2019. If you remember, you and I were pulling our hair out because we were wondering how we're going to cover Star Wars Resistance, Clone Wars, and The Mandalorian yes. all at the same time. So it looks like now they are pushing it to February, which is, I think, a lot smarter because, let's be honest, the Disney Plus streaming service, as well as the Disney channels, are going to be very congested with content, and it, some yes. of it may get lost. Which is good, which is good. You're getting a lot of content, but yes, you might actually run into the thing where there is such a thing as too much content, and it takes away from a project. Yes. So backtracking just a bit, okay? So within the first year of operation, now this is what we were bitching about the last two weeks. Where is the timeline? Where is the snapshot? What can we get excited about as Star Wars fans? That's what we've been harping on for the last couple of weeks. Where is our phase one, two, and three like Marvel has done? Well, they're not giving it a phase type of flair, but we were given the first year of operation. Okay. It's expected that every Star Wars movie, including the Rise of Skywalker, will be available streaming exclusively on the service, they said. And a part of that service, of course, will be the Mandalorian, the Cassian Andor series, uh, the prequel to Rogue One. And then, of course, we will have the Mandalorian as well. And I already said that. Uh, and Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan. And the Obi-Wan series. Now, according to the news, uh, when Kathleen Kennedy came on stage and brought out Ewan McGregor with her on stage with thunderous applause, they had said that the story is already written. The script is complete already, Dave. So yes. they've been playing around with this probably as long as the rumors have been around. Yes. So all the rumors that we've been hearing have a, a bit of actually truth to them now because everyone constantly was saying, oh, they're working on this. They're working on this. And it was just in rumor form. Now it's understandable why the, all those rumors sprang up because they've been working on the scripts during this time. And of right. course, something must have leaked. Well, if the script is already done and they already have a production start date. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I am willing to bet that this was originally planned to be a standalone movie and they had the story already there and they just had to rework it to turn it into a, I believe they're saying this is going to be a 10 episode series. Yes. As well as, as well as a uh, rogue one. The amazing thing to me, do you realize that all the scripts for uh, Kenobi are done? 
they're still working. I mean, Diego Luna has stated that they are still working on the scripts for Rogue One, but shooting is going to start at the same time. No, shooting is going on right now yeah, for the Rogue One prequel right series. Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah. That's insane how fast they're going. Yeah, everything is uh, is going according to plan. And meanwhile, Kathleen Kennedy is just staring at all of us who constantly complained yeah. for the first part of the year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There was no news whatsoever on the theatrical side, right? The cinema None. side, except for a few things of... Some footage they showed during D23. Yeah. Uh, with the... It's a sizzle reel. It wasn't a trailer. It was just a sizzle reel of a bunch of additional footage from the upcoming title Rise of Skywalker episode yes. nine. But there has been no additional trailers released as of yet. We are recording Friday night after D23. So if anything surfaces between right now and Monday when this show goes on demand, we will try to cover it and add it as maybe a bonus show and i honestly think that this is probably it the, the uh, they were gearing up to they, make they this blew their load right now and then yeah, they're done kathleen kennedy basically does i think it would be a smart thing to do is basically hey obi-wan and mandalorian that's our though that's our nut shot yeah <laughs> that's that's the finish that's the squirt she's just yeah, yeah she just uh you probably should have told everybody in the first two or three rows that they're in the wet zone. Yeah, I, I, I partially, as I, as you said, we're Veruca Salt, and I'm like, like, well, you know, with roomfuls of laughter, <laughs> ten thousand tons of ice cream, <laughs> and if I don't get the things I am after, yep, yes, I'm going to, to scream. everything yeah, yeah. throwing See, away like, my star wars legos and my black series i don't hate you <laughs> the only where's, thing, the, where's the timeline where's the snapshot yeah my, my my only complaint i have only one complaint yeah we have rise of skywalker in less than three months yeah well no Dave, trailer okay listen i'm i am gonna I'm going to slow down just a bit. I'm standing by everything I said. You're going you're gonna to try not to be the Veruca Salt? Right. <laughs> well, because I stand by everything that I've said during the last two weeks. I feel like they are marginalizing Star Wars down to a TV property. And I that's stand not, by that as well. And that's not what I want. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean I'm not going to be happy with the TV shows. As long as they're well produced and they're written well and there's attention to detail and they're telling unique original stories. How can a Star Wars fan hate it? You know, I am a loyal Star Wars fan, and if it's good, it's good. But that doesn't mean I want Star Wars to turn into a TV property. And I know Favreau was trying to spin it, uh, saying that, that, you know, this is a new era of TV, and it's very different than regular TV, and, you know, everyone has big screens, and they're making this to feel, you know, big. This is no different than a film. And I get that, and I agree with that. You can tell by just the trailer in itself that it's 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 a cinematic flair, and I don't think any of us felt like it wasn't going to be. This is the era of Game of Thrones and and high budget TV shows. If you have the budget, you're going to have a cinematic flair. Yeah, that, and the audience has changed too to a binging audience, right? That but, they want more content. But that doesn't mean that that's all I want. There's still the what's the word I'm looking for? There's still the there's still something about 
going into the cinema, special smelling popcorn, sitting down, not having to worry about it being your house, not having to mess with the volume control and just sitting down and being entertained. You want the performance to work in your favor. You don't want to have to turn the volume on, turn the TV on, grab the popcorn, then pause to go to the bathroom. I feel like there's a whole feeling. There's a whole vibe of going to the movie theater that I feel like will never be replaced and going to sit down with others and watching others enjoy part of the enjoyment of watching a Star Wars film. And and I'll go even beyond Star Wars, any big budget movie where there's excitement. It is fun to watch with an audience to see others react, others react to the film and what, yeah. and how it's playing out on screen. Well, not only that it's, and unless you have 15 people in your family, unless you're a Mormon, you don't get that effect. And here's the thing as just as a filmmaker, I feel, I don't know if you agree with this sentiment because I always, right now I've been hearing it a lot from a lot of filmmakers that, Oh, it's better to do a TV series and streaming service now because we can do more content or we could do 10 hours of a project. Okay. Just because you can do more content doesn't mean it's needed. Thank you. Uh, be, and that's, that's a, and, it. And that's another thing that I will be looking for when we review these TV shows if these feel like drawn out movies, that's bad on you because yeah. this is TV. There's a different way of writing. And if you're missing your act structure for television per episode, the story is going to have some serious issues with pacing. And that was one of my biggest problems with Favreau taking the reins on a TV show. Yeah. He's never worked on a TV show. He's a movie guy. Give Favaro a, a feature film script and he'll tear it up. The guy knows how to make a movie, but he is not tested on the TV side of things. TV and film are two very different animals. Yes. And each require a certain skill set. And not all film writers have what they need to write a proper TV show. Because there are beats that you have to hit when you're writing TV. And if you come from the movie world, it's very difficult to adapt to that. So that was my only problem with Favreau. But when they announced that Filoni was coming on board to executive produce with Favreau, then a lot of my hesitations uh, managed to subside because I knew Filoni knows how to tell a story in a TV setting. So that's my problem. That's my only problem, Dave, is that these TV shows need to feel like TV shows, yeah. but with a big cinematic flair. Um, because I keep hearing 10 hours, mm-hmm. eight hours, six hours, not episodes. It's six hours so far. You mean six episodes, right? Eight hours. That's how they're describing the length of these TV shows. Yes. And I know we're in a new era of TV and you can change the rules a bit, but don't reinvent the wheel when it comes to writing television because it works. Yes. You can reinvent the wheel when it comes to what you can throw in nowadays because streaming services have literally changed the game in terms of how much freedom you have as a creator. But when it comes down to the basics, when it comes down to the blueprint of writing, you cannot throw that out the window. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take that even further. So that basically our audience of geeks can understand this is if you try to force your story into 10 hours when it can easily, easily be a feature like film to two hours, right? Essentially what you're doing is like 
for fans out there of anime and like myself, Dragon Ball Z, all you get is episodes of charging up and screaming at the camera next time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That's you it. You just get a bunch of filler that feels yeah, like you're you mis- get filler and yeah. that's nothing. There's nothing to it. Yeah. So I have complete confidence in the Mandalorian because of Favaro and Filoni working together. I feel yes. like that's a good combo. And they had, they even addressed as much during the uh, Star Wars, Star Wars celebration panel that Filoni is learning from Favaro and Favaro's learning from Filoni. That's the thing I'm really uh, intrigued by too, is the fact that Favaro is learning from Filoni. Well, Filoni's done TV. Favaro has not. It's and a completely yeah. new element for him. So I'm excited. I feel like that trailer has really uh, rejuvenated <laughs> the Star Wars uh, fandom. There's a lot of enthusiasm out there. Also Ming-Na Wen. Hopefully I have said that name correctly has also been cast in the Star Wars TV series, The Mandalorian. I don't know how big her role is going to be because they are just now making this announcement and the show's set to premiere in November. So is she going to be in the last couple episodes that they're still editing and piecing together? Uh, have they been holding on to this bit of news for some reason? Well, this, the the really interesting part, they announced this, right? But Favreau made basically just came out during the panel and literally said, we're working on season two now. Oh, okay. So maybe she is. Um, so you know what? That would make she sense. She could be coming in during season two. That would make sense. And maybe they give her a brief introduction at the end of season one. You know what, Dave? That actually makes sense. And I, I dig her. I think she's fantastic. She was great in Stargate SG. Is it SGU? Yes. Stargate was, Universe, yeah, Universe was great in that. What an underrated sci-fi show. And then she was also been pretty fucking good, consistently good on uh, Marvel Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she's a big get within the geek world. So that's an interesting casting. And also she's a convincing badass. You get sometimes when you cast the wrong female in a badass role, it comes off as I am tough too. <laughs> <laughs> but she is convincingly a badass. Yes. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. All right, Dave, is there anything that I missed before we go to break? Or do you, did I cover the basics of the D23 squirt, squirt water zone uh, announcement? The jizzing of the, Kathleen Kennedy. The jizzing. <laughs> but we pretty much <laughs> Kathleen covered the, Kennedy has risen. The interesting little tidbits that are coming the out. The rise too. of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy. The interesting little tidbits are coming out now. Uh, one big major... I would say disappointment, but when you frame oh, come it on, in the Dave. thing, well, no, no, disappointment. It is a disappointment. I want the whole works, Chris. But the Marvel announced that basically the main Star Wars series, the comic, is going to end this November with seventy four and seventy five. Okay, let's get into that towards the end of the show because that's sad. It is, but when you put it into the framework that Kathleen Kennedy put out, the Silencio. You save that <laughs> and then you're going to get right into my thoughts. Yes. And then the other little tidbit was actually really cool was toy wise right after the panel Lego comes out. Oh, hey, we're going to come out with Mandalorian Lego sets and Obi-Wan Lego sets. All right. <laughs> Good. They're gonna, okay. That's the kind of rape marketing I want. That's what I expect, Dave. I'm so disappointed right now when I go grocery shopping. I don't see my orange. My oranges, my navel oranges, you know, you buy them in the bags. I'm disappointed that Obi-Wan or like Luke isn't on the on the bag this year. I'm like, come on, guys. Where's the soda cans with Star Wars characters? Where's my popsicles? I want to be raped by Star Wars. 
that's part of the excitement when a Star Wars movie comes out. You you are expecting to be raped. You walk into a grocery store. They have you know Star Wars standees dangling. You have Yoda on watermelon. It makes no sense. It makes but no you know sense. What? It's Star Wars marketing. But you know what? This this one, Kathleen Kennedy just went rough and raw on us. Well, <laughs> just they, in one day. I'm like, listen, Bob, please, can we do this for them? Uh, Michael on the Back to Tank podcast says he wants to be raped by marketing. Do you think we can put out about 15 million marketing just so we can put a Yoda and some watermelons? No. Uh, come on, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we'll jump into the rest of the news as well as our breakdown of the Mandalorian trailer. Proceed with the countdown. ridiculous all right get more star wars from the back to tank each and every month when you sign up to be a patreon pledger head over to patreon.com slash rainman digital and pledge five dollars or more a month and you will gain access to more star wars from the back to tank discussions ranging from book reviews comic book discussion and additional topical breakdowns news updates you name it we do it head over to patreon.com slash rainman digital pledge it helps us keep the lights on in the studio if you don't we're gonna be living in rags like ray <laughs> the rain man show the rain man show andrew Please. moving on keeping up with the women the um. woman who broke her vagina oh <laughs> they can break shares a hilarious wait warning. she did what how did she, she break it broke her vagina. <laughs> Continue, Andrew. Uh, shares a hilarious warning about using sex toys for the first time. What did she do? Like ram it all the way in, including the, the remote control? So how do I do this? <laughs> the cable's still there. We just shove it all in there. Is this how this thing it's works? It's all supposed to go in, right? Sex columnist Nadia. <laughs> Is this how it works, guys? I'm not sure. <laughs> me at uh, fascinations that this is what i need very high powered actually oops that wasn't fascinations the receipt says lowe's <laughs> at least lowe's has a great return policy nadia bacote hold on i'm not having come i haven't came yet i'm almost there i'm like randy you gotta work it all right almost all right we're done <laughs> The 34-year-old goes to say in a video, it had been a long time since I had sex, referring to her voice from her husband. It was quite odd, and looking back, that I was running a woman's website. Hold on a second. Randy. Yeah. Has there been some cold spells in your life where you didn't have sex for periods? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What do you do to satisfy yourself? Do you use vibrators, or do you just use the old the old flicker room? Go ahead. You use Don't lie. Tinder or Snapchat, and you oh, get so, to come okay, over. So that's what you've done. Everyone knows that sex is it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So were you known as the girl that just has sex on the apps? Like they're like, oh, we all got to get Randy. <laughs> she just wants. No, sex. you just lock down a few trusty key people, uh, okay. yeah, key people, and you just kind of and you went, okay. what are you doing? And then you say just like that. What are you doing? Did they all come running after that? <laughs> come here, you. <laughs> I'm ready for you. 
hold still and bring your mouth down to my pussy. <laughs> Do you mind if I use this dildo as well? I just picked it up from Home Depot. It's a craftsman. Come on, use that tongue, boy. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Now all I gotta do is find this Yoda. So during our break, our interns was shoving new Star Wars news down our throats. We can't keep up. D23 keeps yep. giving. It's the gift that keeps giving. You so, might find this bit of news interesting, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. What is it? Okay. Right after the panel, Cinema Blend was doing an interview with Dave Filoni. Yep. And Filoni was explaining that he's using season seven to wrap up his entire storyline that he started with rebels or with clone wars and rebels. So someone, I love it. I love it. The one of the last questions someone said, does this mean that we will have Kanan, uh, Caleb doom show up because they've, they've already said that season seven is going to lead right up to order 66. That kind of makes sense. Right. And Filoni in his own Filoni way, just looked at, her and smiled and said, "All my characters will have us will have a satisfying conclusion to their story." Well, hold on, they they can't. That's not that can't be accurate. <laughs> that can't be true, Dave, because there's no way he can. Okay, he can bring he can bring resolve and closure to Ahsoka's story at that moment. Yes, and show how she got from A to B. Yes, but we still don't know how she went from B to C. From where, from the end of uh, Order Six Six, the end to, of Rebels, yeah. When she went all the way to the end of Return of the Jedi, her and uh, Sabine, Sabine, Ezra, and Thrawn. I can't imagine him being able to wrap that up. How would he do that when I'm that to, takes place? What fifteen years later? That's what I was like going. Like, wait a minute. Why did you say that you're going to wrap up all your characters? We still don't know where Ezra is. I think <laughs> he meant know. the Clone Wars characters that were left open-ended. That's probably what he meant. So Maybe. It, but regardless. But I do like that he answered in a very Filoni way about yeah. Caleb Doom. Honestly, Dave, it doesn't even matter to me because Dave Filoni could say, hey, it's going to be complete shit. And I would be like, you know what? He's probably <laughs> he's probably going to shit out gold. So it's baloney. Anything he does, I have complete faith in. So I'm not even, I am not worried about Clone Wars season seven at all. No, I'm I'm just waiting for it. I'm now more anticipating. I'm on my knees with my mouth open. Just I'm, (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. Now also Dave, a a bit more news from the Mandalorian side. Uh, Favreau on the red carpet was asked about his series and whether or not it'd be binge worthy and Favreau stated that so far, he it's I don't think they're sure yet, but he's specifically said, okay, he says it's going to be available day one on Disney Plus on November 12th. He says, I think 
they're going one episode at a time. I would imagine that Favreau would be in those meetings with the executives where they're like, all right, Disney plus guys streaming uh, or okay. It's streaming service. All right, everyone get around, gather around. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to release episodes in the traditional way each week, or we're going to do binge. What are we going to do? Is that like the first thing you decide when it comes to your TV content? Right? Yeah. It, it, that's that so that, is that's a bit strange to me that Favreau doesn't strange. know unless he does. And he's not sure he's supposed to talk about it yet because I don't even think Disney has officially announced how they will deliver their episodes. Now me for one, for one, I'm hoping that it's what he said here, that they're one episode at a time, because I feel like that adds a lot more enthusiasm behind a show. If you look at Netflix, their biggest problem is enthusiasm. And every season that comes out after the first of any TV show, a lot of excitement for the first season, people talk about it for a couple of weeks, but then after that, the show doesn't maintain its excitement, not saying it's not watched as much. I'm saying because it's not weekly, you're not able to build up that fandom. Think about it. Has Netflix managed to garner any actual fandoms yet? I'm talking Doctor Who fandoms, Supernatural fandoms, Star Wars fandoms, Star Trek fandoms. Without your fandoms, without your core group of fans, you will never be a force to reckon with. And that's the problem. That and that's only now. built. It's exactly you're exactly right, Dave. It's the problem they're having now because they're unable to build fandoms because you need that weekly release every week. You start trending on social media for however many episodes or however many weeks your episodes are dropped, you know, standard uh, paid television nowadays, what 12 episodes. So you have 12 weeks of opportunities to trend on social media across Facebook. You get a lot more involvement, a lot more interaction with the actors, the crew, the cast, and with with the fans, whereas with a show on Netflix, you have maybe a weekend where you're excited. It premieres Friday. The excitement's all weekend and then it's over and done. Yes. Look how there's no fandom for Daredevil. One of their biggest shows. There's no fandom for The Punisher. There isn't. There isn't. But if really, it was on ABC or if it was on HBO and you're doling them out weekly, uh, you would have a chance to really build that excitement. That's the pr biggest problem with Netflix is because they have started the whole binge thing. They cannot build up a fandom with within one of their shows. Because once you binge the entire series, you're done. Right. We're, there's nothing else to do. I, I don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a really good show. I binge it on Friday night when I'm off of work and I'm done by Sunday. And I talk about it during the weekend. If one of my friends happened to come visit me during the weekend or my mom's visiting and then after that, I'm on to the next show. But when you have those weekly episodes, you're talking about them week to week. Also, we're in the podcast era where everybody has their own coverage. You can't do that with a Ben show. It, it's very hard to do that, to do podcast discussions and breakdowns on a binge show. Yes. Because by the time you're done with episode nine or 10, you finally got you or by the time you're done and you made your way through episode eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. The excitement has already died. Yeah. A really good example of that is kind of like how we on the network cover the DC Universe stuff. Right. Because it comes out every week. They don't release the entire series. So we have a week to digest that episode. And it really builds the the series up really well. I mean, 
if I encourage all of our audience to go out and check out our other shows, you can see that basically every single week when an episode comes out of, of a series, whether it's Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, there's always something to talk about, and it it carries on for like a while. Right, right. Because, like I just said, it's because you're building that enthusiasm, and people are talking. They're creating a dialogue through their weekly release schedule, and you just can't create that dialogue in a weekend. No, and then it dies out. And I know they tried it a few times where they would have actors talk every week for like four or five weeks about a show. And it just didn't work because didn't there was work. no new episode. People were kind of over like, oh, well, I'm on to my next show now. So, all right. So let's get into this Mandalorian trailer. Dave, are you ready for this? Oh, absolutely. All right. Let me find it. Give me a second. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do what we've done with all of the trailers that have been released during the disney star wars era and we're just gonna play the trailer and then we'll stop and start whenever we feel like there's something we need to talk about all right okay you have a queued up over there dave yeah all right so let's just say this right now stormtrooper helmets on spikes (laughs) blood stained stormtrooper helmets oh man yeah okay i'm sold right there ship flying by no doubt the mandalorian ship and uh it's practical effects and and the music too that beat that just starts up right away yeah music's good we have another practical setting with set extension a beautiful looking amazing you could see where the 100 million plus budget went into already where it was used within we're 23 seconds in, and you can already see where they put that money to use. And the amount of detail that goes into the set. We knew that basically Filoni and Favreau were pretty much nerds on the set, basically saying, I need this, I need this, I need this specific detail. Well, that's what we discussed during our um, Star Wars Celebration shows when we covered this panel. That was one of the things that really made us excited and giddy for the Mandalorian that much more was because Filoni and Favreau were talking about using old school effects, going back to practical effects and, and how they put together a spaceship scene that was just kind of supposed to be a test. Yes. And it came out so good. They're like, this is going to be used in the TV show. (laughs) This is amazing. Weathers. Weathers. Dude, legit. I'm so freaking excited to see what they do with him. Lots of anticipation for his character. And I also have to say that there are about a half a dozen or more spaghetti western nods thrown out throughout this trailer, which I knew that was going to happen, Dave, because number one, let's just remember that. The Spaghetti Westerns and Westerns were a big source of inspiration for Star Wars way back from the days of George Lucas. Yes. Okay. Favaro, fan of the Westerns. Filoni, fan of the Westerns. So, I mean, if we didn't get Western elements in a bounty hunter saga, that would be the biggest disappointment of the century. It'd be weird, especially that one, the one shot right now where you have... The over basically over the the desert. Yeah, that setting itself just sells it for me. Well, dude, it 
the whole thing is built around one motif and it's the man with no name, no name. mythos. Yep. The classic lone gunfighter. That's a mystery. Yeah. They're using the classic Western mythos of the spaghetti Western to govern this entire trailer, which I can only imagine that this is also going to be the very thing that governs the entire series. And they set up that mysterious anticipation with like the close-ups of, of him suiting up. That's very spaghetti Western ish. Yeah. The close-up yeah. of the guns, the close-up of the eyes, the hat, yeah. everything. this i'm glad they're also showing a little bit of the cheesiness of star wars because when you have something very serious like this we always have to remember that this is star wars and yes there'll always be stories that maybe can veer away from the more immature side of star wars perhaps but we also have to remember what this show is based on and to have that the twi'lek lady kind of Look back at the camera and wink and wink. It reminds us that this is Star Wars as well. I like that. And then it moves right into that shot of the Mandalorian in the center of the frame walking towards camera. And it's just a silhouette. That scene has been done in probably about a hundred different spaghetti westerns. So beautiful, dude. It's a direct homage to uh, no doubt Sergio Leone's dollar trilogy. But not only that, if you look at the colors in that shot, it's very reminiscent of the Luke Skywalker shot from New Hope of the sunset. Yeah. In one scene, they just hearkened to spaghetti westerns and they reminded us that this is a Star Wars story. Right. You got at space battles, the Mandalorian on some type of laser turret mowing down people. You have an IG unit. Yeah, that's supposedly his partner. Okay. Originally, we had thought it might be IG-88, but you had mentioned that it is not. It is not. It's not IG-88 because, like, they've released number one toys. Uh, toy uh, news about this and okay. it's actually a separate IG unit okay listen I'm okay with that as long as it's an IG unit this is playing right to the kid in me yes I am also happy that uh, it looks like this droid here will in fact be the Mandalorian's partner yes, yes. It, it does especially okay. in that shot god damn it where dude. the wall so, just falls down and they're just standing there oh man this is I hope they hate each other no, I'm serious, <laughs> that dude. Will add to it, I yeah. hope they hate each other, hate each other, and not like uh, Cassian and, or I should say, um, Urso and. Um, you mean uh, K2SO? Yeah, and not like Urso and K2SO, uh, because that was more like an antagonistic type behavior or relationship. I hope they hate each other because that's a classic archetype in the spaghetti westerns. You yeah. have two partners that don't really want to be partners, and they have to work together because they both have the same end goal. Oh, yeah. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, if dude. they do that, oh, my God, I will be so happy. Yeah, for sure. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Ugh. 
Now, did a guy just get cut in half? I believe so. <laughs> but it was like the, the coolest way to get cut in half, too. Because, like, he he shoots him down and then he crawls. But then the Mandalorian just shoots and then the door closes on him. <laughs> Man, that's good. And then we find out that he encases all of his bounties in, in, in carbonite. carbonite. Don't you agree? I'll say this right now. Werner Herzog, dude, has such a brilliant voice. I'm really stoked. I don't feel bad that I've been complaining for the last couple of weeks because it's all valid and I stand by it. I stand but by I'm, my, my thoughts as well. I'm happy that we finally are getting some bits of Star Wars that are not just bits. We're getting relevant Star Wars news and we have a general direction. And I'm glad it's it's come out, dude, because like... Let's face it, some of our gripes has been because, like, there hasn't been anything special about Star Wars. We have been stuck in Carbonite, Star yes. Wars saga. We have Star Wars as a whole, the story, the larger story, the bigger picture of Star Wars has been encased in Carbonite since the release of Solo and the lackluster blockbuster performance. Since then, everything has been a screeching halt. That has been well over a year, a year and a half now. In 18 months, we have not received very much Star Wars. And then we, we got released from Carbonite, and we're luckily we don't have Carbonite sickness. No. We're not blind. <laughs> we're not. Our eyesight, you know, will return in time, luckily. Luckily. So stupid. All right. You know what? This concludes this week's discussion on Star Wars. On Actually, the, did you want to? Is there more? Yeah. Did you want to talk about the Marvel thing? All right, Dave. We have just a couple more minutes left to the show. Okay. So this was, this was an announcement from Marvel Comics yesterday at D23 that they have announced that Star Wars, the main series, yes. will be ending this November with issues mm. 74 and 75. The story with the story arc rebels and uh, rebels and heroes. I don't know how I feel about that, Dave. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad when you got the news yesterday. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Yes, I know we have a whole new world of Star Wars ahead of us, but I feel like we need an ongoing saga. Like, I think we need an ongoing comic series. And we have Dr. Afra. Hopefully that's not going to come to an end. I'm praying that does not come to an end. But once Marvel wraps in November, you said? Yes, it's going to wrap in November. Once they wrap in November, Dave, we will be left with only one ongoing Star Wars series, and that's Dr. Aphra. Lucasfilm is doing this for a few reasons, possibly. Number one, they have already told the, the most story they can possibly tell between the time of New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Now, I think a lot of us assumed... They would just delve right into the era of Return of the Jedi. Well, what this makes me think is they have something possibly planned for that era still because it's wide open. We know nothing. We used to know, but all of that got retconned. That was the whole Shadows of the Empire era with Dash Rendar. We know nothing now between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yes. So maybe they're planning something for that. We'll have to find out. But it does raise a few red flags. Why are they ending this? Is this signaling the absolute end of the Skywalker saga? Meaning, 
Are they truly ending it? Because I know Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger have said that Rise of Skywalker will be the end of the Skywalker saga. Yes. Okay, we assumed narratively, timeline speaking, chronologically, that would be the end. Right? Yes. That would make sense. We're we're no longer moving forward. We're not going to do movies, yada, yada, yada. But I didn't think that would also mean books and comics. Do you think they're actually done with the Skywalker saga as a whole, meaning none of it will be done. We are completely done. Well, it, taking it into context of what Kathleen Kennedy said this, today, yes, this is it. We're, we're because they're gonna jump into something new, and that's why they gave. Yeah, that's why they gave the three Star Wars timelines names because I feel like this is the end. This, this is the, the end. This is the end of an era, and that's sad. But a part of me thinks that there's so much more stories you can tell. Like I'm not a fan of telling stories in gaps. I feel like we do need to move on, but why not leave room for create creativity when it comes to comics and books that they can be used to kind of fill the cracks. Also, I was thinking maybe the star Wars title would eventually jump because you can do that. That's the cool thing about the star Wars title is it can be used to tell different stories. They, they have used it to tell stories yeah. about Yoda, about Lando, about Obi-Wan, about Sansa, about Dr. Afra, about Han Solo, Luke and Leia, the obvious, but then also I figured they would jump maybe to, to the resistance era the resistance and era. maybe tell stories of Ray and Poe and Finn. So it's, it's a bit peculiar. I'm anxious to see what they have planned. Um, can you see them not having an ongoing Marvel series, Dave? I can't see them not having an ongoing series, but they actually made the, they actually, it actually kind of makes sense. If you end it right now mm-hmm. and then, Say after uh, Rise of Skywalker comes out, right? You come out with a brand new Star Wars title right. that doesn't have any of the old characters in, including Ray, Finn, and Poe, right? And someone actually said what they could focus on on stuff that we already been introduced, but they these characters no longer affect the Skywalker storyline. You can do an Afra series still, and Afra doesn't have to actually intermingle with anybody in fact, in she really hasn't that she much really hasn't except for a couple times yeah. and then someone actually brought up ezra ezra could come back as one of the new characters yeah i feel like we need i think we need to have an ongoing star wars title like a yeah and not like star wars age of this i feel like we need that star wars title it's been a thing since what the 70s but they have to actually market it as it's not tied to anything skywalker related yeah and that's probably where it will be a tough sell because I think a lot of us have been drawn to that Marvel title because it's the only place that we can get ongoing Luke Skywalker, exactly. Han Solo, Leia stories. Yes. I feel like that's a shame. I feel like they can still, I think there's a market for that still. And maybe they'll take a break, come back. But I mean, we didn't even get to issue a hundred. Yeah. That's why I was like really surprised that they didn't get to a hundred because they, with the Star Wars series, it's sold. It's been their biggest seller. Yeah, and it's been the flagship for for Marvel's uh, Star Wars line for the longest time. Yeah, and then they basically said, "No, we've decided that basically this November done. Well, we've, maybe, we've caught everybody up. Maybe they're going to announce another title soon, another ongoing Star Wars title. Knowing how comics usually go, I bet you we won't hear anything for a year. One year will pass." Wait. 
So we're not going to have anything ongoing that's relevant for a year, Dave? I think so, because sometimes that's what comics, some comic company companies do. Yeah, and I guess that would make sense, maybe. Maybe not a full year, Dave, but I mean, when you think about it, it's going to be a very filled year. Mm-hmm. Within the next six months, we have Star Wars Resistance, we have The Mandalorian, The Rise of Skywalker, Clone Wars Season 7, The Rogue One spinoff. And then the Obi-Wan series. That's probably going to all be within the next year and a half. Yes. That's a lot. Especially if they're trying to tie up everything up and say, these are the three eras. That's it. And then it, it also brings it to, uh, into framing where we were questioning why is resistance only getting a second season? And we made jokes about it saying, man, that poor group. Yeah, Dave, but okay. But now it's starting to make sense. <laughs> yeah. But then they're doing a rogue one series and an Obi-Wan series. So what's going on? For see, me, see what I'm saying for me, it's they're trying to actually leave no loopholes. Because if you think about it, How, the biggest low pole that was a low pole, oh, low pole. <laughs> the biggest loophole that they a lot of people have been saying about the extended universe. What the hell was Obi Wan doing on Planet Tatooine this whole yeah, time? Yeah, you know I don't. Okay, think let's I, answer that and let no one can ever ask that again. Okay, you know what I mean? Right, that makes sense because I I don't need to know. Although yeah. I'm happy to find out, but I don't. I didn't need to know. Yeah. Or how did Cassian become a a, a rebel spy? How do you meet K2SO? Okay, we'll answer that so you can't ask anymore. Well, that's also being <laughs> that's also being sold as a espionage spy type show. That that in itself can be almost anything. And because it's a spy show, you can delve into areas that we never even dreamed of within the Star Wars world. It can yes. take us to new things. It can also play on what we know and go behind the scenes of scenarios we've already seen in movies and and uh, comic books, but. We'll see, Dave. It's definitely a new era. There's a lot of question marks, but at least we have a path now, and that makes me feel a lot better. And I know we these are all rumors, but we're getting a, a confirmed timeline of events, and that's all I've been asking. Talk about cutting it close. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know why they were waiting so long, but I'm glad we finally got it. I want to thank everybody for listening. And don't forget, starting September, September 2nd, Star Wars from the back to tank goes five days a week. We become a daily Star Wars show three days a week on our free feed and two days on Patreon. So if you want to get that full five day back to tank flavor in your mouth, head over to patreon.com slash Rayman digital and pledge $5 a month to join our podcast here. And you will have all five shows delivered to your ear holes. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes.